don't get distracted with little things you see, with people making fast progress. It happens to all of us. It's going to happen to you. Keep your head down. Think, what am I passionate about? What makes me feel good? What's going to make me keep coming back? And then dive into that. easy when you're trying to build something to get pulled in different directions whether you're trying to build your health build a business family things I'm going through right now and a lot of people do I think it tears at the soul of anyone who's trying to make a long-term improvement because you think I really want to get to this result and then you start to be results focused and you look at Say, I want to get to you know $10,000 a month in my business or whatever it is. And you think, right now I'm at zero. So every day you think about that $10,000 number. So day one, I'm not at 10000 Day two, I'm not at 10000 Day three, I'm not at 10000 Or you're 300 pounds and you want to get to 200 pounds. Day one, you go to the gym, you're 300. Day two, you're 301. Day three, you're 299. And every day you think about that ending result, it kills you on the inside a little bit more and more and more because you're thinking about, I'm where I am right now, but I'm not where I want to be. So instead, an idea, which I've been thinking about a lot from reading Atomic Habits and a lot of other books and just thinking about how I feel about things, is be more process-driven, more habit-driven. Think... You know, today I didn't hit my goal where I want to be two years from now, three years from now, but I did the things necessary to get to that goal. And when I think back to times in my life when I've been really successful at things, you know, I remember I was a music major in college, so I played saxophone all the time. And I won concerto competitions. I was very successful at the saxophone because that was my, everything I was obsessed with at the time. I was only concerned about being the best saxophone player I could possibly be. I wanted to be the best in the school. So I would be practicing four, eight hours a day on that. And I remember loving the process, just loving going into the practice room every single day. Whether people knew I was practicing or not, I would just go in there and practice for hours and hours and hours, follow my chart, follow my bullet bulleted list of things I had to do. And if I got through that list that day, I felt great inside. I felt peaceful. It was just at ease. I felt like I was fulfilled, like I was completing my mission. Because my mission at that time was just to get really good at saxophone. And I wanted to win certain competitions. And even if I didn't win the competitions, as long as I was enjoying how I felt as I was playing, I felt good about myself at that time. So I was enjoying the process. I was enjoying the daily work that happened. And I think... As you know, you, I could, you can't do that forever. This isn't the 1920s where you, know, you can go to clubs and play in big bands and all that. So whenever you go on to new things, when I go on to new things, for me personally, you know, I have to think, okay, I want to get to this point. I'm not there right now. It's okay. Did I do the things today that got me to that point? Yes. And the thing that's tough, it's tough for me, it's tough for a lot of people, 
is whenever you see someone else doing what you want to do and they do it faster than you because it gets it eats you on the inside like mm, man that could why isn't that why isn't that me i'm doing what i should be doing why isn't that me but then i always come back to just my saxophone days you know i'd be in the practice room practicing by myself and through the wall i could hear someone practicing and playing way better than me and i remember having those thoughts but i got over those thoughts so for me and I have to get back to that. Maybe I could help some of you get get out of that too. I'd be in the practice room and I would hear people practicing, you know, showing off, playing as high as they could, as fast as they could, as loud as they could. And I'd be there just starting thinking, man, I am not that good. What am I doing wrong? I am where I am right now, not good. They are where they are much better than me. And that disconnect in my brain caused so much pain. And eventually it comes down to you're at different parts of your journey. You, I was just starting. I went to high school, played saxophone, the marching band, all that fun stuff. And then I went to college and I was just a little fish in a really big pond. At high school, I was the big dog, but didn't mean anything. When I went to college, I was surrounded by people who were way better than I was. And then I would hear these people practicing. They would all sound better than me. And I had to come to grips with the fact that I wasn't that good. And for me, that's just not okay with me. That's something that I, it's my own ego, it's my own issues, something that I have to get over is when I am not the best at something, how do I handle that? Or if I'm not making the progress I wanted to, how do I handle that? And when I look back on those times, you know, I remember the successes. I remember the, the, the awards. I remember winning the competitions. But the, I, what I don't remember as much was grinding it out, you know, the times where I was doubting myself. Because I could look back on that time and think, well, I was always confident. I was always nailing it. I was always crushing it. But that's not true. Within those four and a half years, I was at college learning saxophone. There were many times when, you know, I was like, what am I doing? And the more I thought about it, I remember like I remember specific times at like 2.30 a.m. being in a practice room in my little dorm in the basement playing saxophone, trying to work on jazz improv. And I was just making, I was, th I was there for just three hours, just trying things, experimenting with things, reading books, but not really understanding them, just throwing mud at the wall, hoping something stuck, couldn't make sense of it. But I just put myself there and was just trying and trying and trying. And I remember just going to sleep at night being like, man, I am so lost right now. But what I didn't do was just completely quit. I didn't just stop everything. I kept on throwing myself into the situation. And eventually, I got guide, I got more guidance. I got better guidance. I just became used to it. I became more accustomed to that world of saxophone playing and of jazz playing. And the things that I was totally lost and uncomfortable with, I became a lot more comfortable with because I didn't give up, because I kept on putting myself into the situation. So even though there's that temporary pain, there's that temporary discomfort, you can get through it as long as you keep on showing up. And it's the same thing with going to the gym. You know, I go I go to the gym. I go to this gym called um, Powerhouse. There's a lot of powerhouses around the country. So I go to this gym, and you see bodybuilders there who are just massive, people that are completely ripped, that are older than me, younger than me, and... For me, you know, I just came off of a 
I'm like nine months past the surgery, but I'm taking so long recovery, a lot longer than I thought it would be. I'm not physically where I was before it and where I want to be right now. Like yesterday, I just went to the park yesterday just to stretch my shoulder, stretch my shoulder for like 20 minutes and I can barely move it today. Just doing that hurts. Like I'm nine months past the surgery. I thought it'd be fine by now. So, you know, the thought of going to the gym and lifting heavy weights is like, well, am I going to even be able to do that? So for me, I know that's going to be a mental, a mental struggle that I want, that I'm going to have to deal with because I want to look in the mirror and I want to see big muscles. I want to see, you know, I want to be ripped. I want to be strong and I can control my diet. I can control that. But in terms of, you know, lifting heavy weights over my head or bench pressing or doing dumbbell presses, probably not going to be able to do a lot of weight. So I have to accept that, control what I can control, and deal with my inner doubt, inner demons to get past that. So it's that struggle of where I am right now and where I want to be in that lag in between. How do I deal with that? And basically, when I'm, what I've been thinking about from reading and just pondering it is we have to focus on our daily tasks and what we can control. So what are the things you do every single day that are contributing and guiding your ship? You know, if you can continue to do those things, you will be moving in the right direction. And it's not like, you know, a salary at a job where it's the exact same growth. If you continue to do good habit after good habit after good habit, you will have exponential growth. Because I know I've experienced it in various aspects of my life. And I'm someone who likes to start a bunch of new things. I like to start, which sometimes gets gets me in trouble. But what I need to start doing more of is when I start something new, stick with it longer. You know, don't give up. Stick with it for a longer period of time. You know, saxophone was one of those things. I still play saxophone. That's just, uh, just a passion, a love of mine. Um, and I kind of reached where I wanted to get with that. Okay, now... I'm diving into other worlds. For me, it's a lot of online business things. You know, I'm trying to get really good at affiliate marketing and I'm blogging and making a brand and all that kind of stuff. And that's a totally new world to me. I didn't know any of that. You know, I started this kind of stuff a few years ago. I, I just dove in, knew nothing. And the more I get into it, the more I realize, wow, I don't know. But that's not stopping me. I'm still investing in tutors and guides and mentors. I'm still taking classes. I'm still listening to people who know. I'm still throwing stuff out there, seeing what sticks, still trying things. So it's never going to stop me from trying something new. I'm always going to keep trying new things, whether I know what I'm doing or not. Like we just got back from a vacation. We were fishing. I never knew how to fish. I did it in college a couple of times with one of my roommates. We went down to the local river in Youngstown and put some french fries on the hook and hunted for catfish in the lake or in the river. And I was just following his lead. I didn't know what I was doing. Just doing exactly what he's doing. And then 15 years passed and I tried it again. And no, once again, no idea what I was doing. But I went to Walmart, grabbed a rod, grabbed a hook, grabbed some bait, threw it in a couple of times, got better, threw it, in a, threw it in a couple more times, got better. And then started fishing with my buddy who does fish all the time. He taught me the right way to do it. So I had a week with him fishing, learned the skill because of his guidance. And then we came back home, took my son out to the lake, and he caught seven fish. I caught two. But we caught nine fish this morning because I didn't give up, because I sought guidance, threw myself into a situation that was new. But now we have the skill together. 
now we can fish together. Now we can, you know, go in the mornings. He woke me up at 6 a.m. this morning. I told him I wanted to fish early, but he was in my room dressed at 6 a.m. with, And he said, Dad, you ready to do it? I was like, do what? He's like, go fish. He just had his shoes on, had everything ready to go. He's like, there's some big whoppers out there. We got to get them. I was like, all right, man, let's do it. So before the sun came up, we went out and for two hours caught nine fish. It was pretty awesome. Don't know exactly what they were. They're pretty small, but my eight-year-old son was convinced they're yellow perch. So who knows? But threw myself into something I didn't know. And because I just let myself be uncomfortable, eventually figured it out. And you don't want to be in a situation forever. You know, you don't want to be uncomfortable and figuring things out for a year and then uncomfortable figuring things out for another year. Like you do want to be making progress in one direction. Like I have started multiple brands in my life. Um, I started one probably like six years ago called Brains and Brawn. It's kind of a rising father type of brand, but I had no idea what I was doing. It's before I took any training, before I had any mentors or guidance and any courses, anything like that, just started it. Started an Instagram account, Brains and Brawn. And I was posting you know, pictures of DIY stuff. That's before there were Instagram reels. I was posting my projects I was doing. And people liked it, but because I had no idea what I was doing, you know, I did it for probably five or six months, kind of went nowhere. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm just wasting my time. I've got like 300 followers after six months. Like I was spending like a couple hours a day on this and saying no to people and things that mattered because of this project that I was working on that was getting me nowhere. So I stopped that. One of my buddies, we started a brand. Um, it was called Moms Trust Moms. So we did that. And it was kind of like a an Amazon type marketplace or Etsy really for moms. And we did that. We did that for a couple years. But we learned and I learned a lot from that. Then we gave that to someone else and started something else. But all these things are kind of leading in a direction. You know, you don't have to stay and stick with something that's not working. For me, a couple of those things weren't working, but I learned a ton through them. Through the brains and brawn, learned a ton. Through the mom's thing, learned a ton. And then there was a couple of things we did after that. Helped my wife with her brand, skincare brand. And then there was a couple other things I did. But each one of those learned more and more and more, didn't give up, and transferred the skills to the next thing. So took one skill from one brand, took it to the next skill, and built that one. And now we have Rising Father. So now we have a podcast, got social media everywhere. We've got a blog, website, big Facebook group community. And, you know, I have different affiliates that I work with. We have a, a group that does digital income, can teach you how to make money online. We've got different fitness coaches we can connect you with. So everything is building towards one direction. And that is me diving into the space of the online business world. Where six, five, six years ago, I had no idea what I was doing but I just kind of dove into the lake with no equipment, no safety gear on and said, let's see what happens. Because I knew that, you know, I do want to be financially free. I want to be, um, you know, I want to have the flexibility to do what I want to do, to spend my time how I want to do it. So for me, it's important to dive into this world, whether I know what's going on or not, whether I lose some money on some ventures or risks, which I have done, lost thousands of dollars on things that I tried and didn't work out but I've made much more than I've lost because I just haven't given up. You know, if I lost $2,000 doing something and then 
quit after that, then I'd be down $2,000. But I kept on learning, kept on finding people who knew more than me. And they could say, hey, no, don't do that. Do this because I've done it before, because I made the mistakes and then save me the trip. That's one thing about getting coaches, guides. They save you a lot of wasted time and a lot of wasted money because they tell you what mistakes they made. Then you don't have to make those mistakes. Same thing with my kids. Like we were on vacation and some of the kids were acting crazy and they just weren't listening. I said, don't do this because if you do, this is going to happen. They were going to hurt each other, like physically doing something. Told them like five times. And eventually I just told my, my buddy, I said, well, they're just going to have to learn the hard way. You know, they're, if they're not listening to the words I'm saying, they're going to have to have a physical consequence that teaches them the hard lesson. And it happened. This kid slipped, hit his head on the ground. Not, you know, not bad injury or anything. He just got a little bruise, got up, and then guess what? The rest of the week he didn't do that one thing. He had to learn the hard lesson because he wouldn't listen to the words. And that's the same thing for if you choose to go it alone or get some help. It's You can either listen to someone's words or you can learn the hard lesson. You can smack your head off the ground. For some people, they start that journey too late. You know, if you're starting that journey when you're 75 years old, you don't have as much time as someone who's starting when they're 30, 40. You know, you have to think, where am I in my life? Do I have the time to take 10 years making mistakes so I can learn something? Or do I want to find someone who's done it that can show me like a six-month path to do something? It could be fitness. It could be business. It could be your relationship, especially for those of us who have, you know, relationship issues. If you're someone who's going through divorce or want to save your marriage or have, you know, really critical issues with your children that you need to solve, you know, you can think, man, I can just, and you have no models, no examples to model after, you're kind of screwed a little bit because you don't know what to do. You've never seen a good model. Those of us who have good parents can look on that, can say, I liked that, I didn't like that, I like that, I didn't like that. Take what we know and apply it to our families. And then, that's why it's good to have a lot of good friends, mentors, guides. You can take what they know and apply it to your own life. So if you've never had a good example of, you know, a father, of a good relationship of, you know, husband and wife, you're kind of in the dark a little bit. And then that's when you have to reach out to people and see where the good models are and apply those things to your own life. All these things contribute to guys giving up, the guys stopping. The guy's getting discouraged. It happens. It happens to me. I've you know, I've stopped things that I wish I wouldn't have stopped. I had before COVID, I had a business going with real estate lead gen. I still have it. I still do things um, for realtors, for lawyers, for and in the agency world. It was growing, growing really, really fast. I was tripling my nine to five salary. And then COVID hit, I lost every single client. Okay, we had we had people paying us thousands of dollars a month, went to zero. Okay, it was a huge, massive hit for me. And what I did was I transitioned to something else. But I also knew someone who was in the same business as me who didn't transition and did continue with it. And now they've just com completely blown up. 
and I'm, you know, part of me is happy I transitioned because now I'm in a more meaningful work. But, you know, there's also the other parts like, hey, if you would have continued with that, you would have this, you know, huge agency, huge business. But there's massive headaches that come along with having an agency and having clients such as, you know, people calling you at all hours of the day, thinking because they pay you, they own you, and nonstop emails and HR and lawyers. And it's a having a business is not like a legit business where you're providing a service. It comes with a lot of headaches. And those of you who have it, know it. If you're doing a service business where someone's paying you a lot of money, it can come with a lot more headaches because they think that they kind of own you a little bit. So I'm in, in a more than not, I'm happy that we transitioned away from that. But I did stop that because I went from extreme growth to nothing because all these realtors weren't able to practice real estate. If you remember at the beginning of COVID, like 2020 in March, there were laws that came out. They said realtors are not allowed to do anything. They said that it wasn't essential business, so realtors can't work. So all of our clients were like, well, why are we paying you? We're not going to pay you now. I was like, well, yeah, you shouldn't pay me because we can't do anything. So for three or four months, we had zero income coming in from that. And we lost every single client. And we decided, hey, let's pivot to something else, to brand building, to blog building, to creating some more of a digital asset that can grow whether we have clients or not. That's a great thing about having a website, having about having a blog, um, having Instagram accounts, TikTok, YouTube channels. They can grow. As long as you're putting content, high-quality content out there, they just continue to grow. And I don't have to worry about this one client being happy or getting emails from something. You know, you, if you have a – there's websites out there that get 20, 50 million hits a month, the big ones, and they're making millions of dollars a month just off of – people coming to their website, ordering things, and they don't know when people order things. It just happens. You know, that's that's the world I want to be in. That's the world I am in. I'm not at 50 million hits a month yet, but that's what I'm going to. I'm researching and paying for courses and people to tell me how to get there so that I can get there. I want to be at the spot where, you know, I can be at a cabin with my family with no reception, and then I come back at the end of the week. I say, oh, look, we made we made uh, five grand yesterday because a bunch of people went to my website and clicked on something. That's the world I'm going to. That's the world I'm in. Um, it's the world I want to be in. So it takes longer to build that um, for all the different facets that I'm in um, than, you know, getting clients. But when it pays off, pays off huge. So like I said, it's exponential growth. It's not slow growth. But enough about me. There's, these things cause people to quit. So you might not be in the business world and that's fine. I'm just telling you my personal story. But I'm also in the physical world, the physical journey, trying to get in shape. Me and my son did a 25-hour fast yesterday. It wasn't my idea. It was his idea. He's eight. So he, we were watching this strength camp video on YouTube, awesome channel. And they were talking about high-intensity training, which I've been doing because you work out upper body like once a week, lower body once a week. And you do one set to absolute failure. And not like failure failure like you're used to. Failure like you're screaming in pain. And it's just really, really slow motions. So my buddy introduced me to that. It's another thing about having friends who actually know things. 
he introduced me to this, sent me some videos. So I started doing it for the past couple of weeks and just love it. Less time in the gym, more intense. And I got a, the biggest pump I've ever had after this workout. And I was sore for more days than I was before. So I do this high intensity training. So we were, we were watching this video and the guy was talking about how he fasted from Monday through Wednesday. So he fasts Monday through Wednesday and then he worked out on Thursday. And then Nathan was watching it with me and he said, Dad, we should fast tomorrow. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, let's do a let's do a whole day fast. I was like, man, it's going to be tough. You don't know how rough it's going to be. Because, I mean, most people get a little cranky when they skip one meal. I said, you're going to be skipping three meals or two meals. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And I said, okay. So we did. We went from uh, yesterday or two days ago, dinner, ate dinner. And then went straight through, skipped, had no snacks, skipped breakfast, skipped lunch. And then at dinner time, he had kids CrossFit. So we went to CrossFit and then we had dinner after that. So we made it like 25 and a half hours. And then I did the same thing. And he was fine for most of it until like three hours before the end. And he was freaking out. And I was out golfing. And my wife sent me a video of him just in the kitchen, like screaming that he wanted food. But... He just calmed himself down, lasted three more hours, and then was fine. So he did it. He was extremely happy. You should have seen him eating whenever he was done. He's just shoving food in his mouth. But whether that's you know gave him some health benefit or not, I don't know. But the more important thing for me is that he now knows he can do that. He now knows he has it within him to do a 24, 25-hour fast. He knows that if he is in a weight situation in the future, that's a tool he can use. That is a common tool people use to lose weight, is fasting. I do it. Many, many, many health pros do that as well. It's just simple. You want to lose weight? Don't put so much food in your mouth. You want to you want to cut some pounds? Don't eat. It's fine. People go on. There's a guy in our Rising Father groups. He does seven-day fasts, and he was documenting it and showed us how he felt every single day. He's perfectly fine. Longest I've done is 52 hours, so a little over two days. And I've re that was my breaking point. I'm going to do longer than that, but i got to work myself back up to it. Right after vacation, when you're overeating and overdrinking, fasting is tough. I never feel more hungry than when I eat more. Like if I eat really late into the night and snack, then immediately as soon as I wake up, I'm hungry. But if I finish eating at like 5 p.m., I'm not hungry the next morning. It's weird. Like the more I eat, the hungrier I am. The less I eat, the, I'm fine. What I really want to go back to is kind of like a one meal a day thing. I did that for about a month right leading up to vacation. I felt great. I was losing weight but still had tons of energy. I was doing jujitsu once or twice a day, working out, and I could get through all of it with one meal a day. I was eating like mostly meat and fruit. Great diet. Great working out. And then I went to, went to vacation enjoyed myself. It took me like three days to lose all my vacation weight. So I was fine with that. You know, I'm not against, um, indulging a little bit when you're on vacation. It's because, because I knew how to lose it. I gained eight pounds over like nine days, which is a lot, but it took me three days to lose it because I did just basic, not even intense. I just did like a 16 hour intermittent fasting each day. And that this was lost eight pounds before my 24-hour fast. I started, I went back to jujitsu every day. 
I went twice a day once and I was doing some leg workouts. I'm doing the knees over toes program, athletic truth group. I've been doing that. So working out, doing jujitsu, eating better, took me three days to lose those eight pounds and I'm back to where I was. So I'm fine with that. And I just got to keep on doing that, keep on working out to get to where I want to be. But it wasn't a big deal. And back to my son, I'm just happy that now he knows he has that weapon in his bag. If he needs to fast, he can do it. It's good to look, be able to look back on memories of things that you have accomplished to say, that's possible for me. Because otherwise, you're in that tricky scenario where you're imagining things, you're making things up, which I'm not totally against. If that can get you to do a real thing, go for it. But it's more powerful if you can look back on something you've actually done. Like he also, him and my daughter, for the very first time, when we were on vacation, went up to sing karaoke at a bar. We went to a, like a seaside restaurant, really nice place, right on the bay, and they had a karaoke night. And my daughter went up first. She sang. She's only six years old. And she sang in front of, you know, 100 people that she didn't know, sang some song from Sing with my wife, and did an amazing job. Son went up with me, sang Kiss by Rose in front of everyone did an amazing job. He was standing there on the stage and just totally confident, nervous at times, but then he got over it looking at me and we just had an awesome moment. But leading up to that, it was two hours before he was, he was able to sing me, my wife and my daughter all sang within the first like 10 minutes. And then because of his placement of the name, they didn't call him up for two hours. So he was sitting at the table, just kind of scared, anxious, and nervous for two hours. And then I kept on checking in with him. I was like, you still want to do this, right? You still want to do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. I do it. I was like, you don't have to, man. It's not a big deal. You don't have to sing karaoke. He said, no, I want to do it. I'm going to sing it. So it took him two hours kind of anxiously eating his food before they called his name. He went up there. I went up there to sing with him and had a great experience. When he was done, he was just so confident and happy and fulfilled the rest of the night, really the rest of the week. And when I talked to him about his best moments, the vacation, he says that that's it. That's one of them. Whenever he went up there and overcame his fear. So he now has, you know, within the last um, week, last two weeks, these multiple experiences of doing things for the first time, overcoming things, and putting himself in situations where he is where he is. He sees something he's never done before. He tries it and accomplished it. So now when it comes time for him to try the next new thing, he can look back on these real moments and say, I can do that. I'm not totally stepping into the void I because I've done these things before. I can use my past experiences to help me do the current ones. I have that confidence that when I try something new, I can do it. So every one of us has things that we've overcome. And if you're thinking there, listening and thinking, no, I don't, then start looking through old photos that'll pop up memories in your head. Start talking to old friends that'll pop up memories. You have overcome something. You have been great at something. You just need to remember what it is. It might not be a huge, grand thing. You know, we're not all Elon Musk or Michael Phelps, but use the little things to build towards the next thing. And that'll help you not give up 
your current situation because in the past there have been situations where you haven't given up and if you absolutely can't think of anything then I'm okay with you telling yourself doing positive affirmations or telling yourself I can overcome anything because in reality you can maybe you just haven't done it yet and maybe you start with something small so that you can look back on that and say hey I did like maybe for you doing a 16-hour fast is the most you've ever fasted so you're skipping like one meal you go from 8 o'clock to what is it 12 o'clock the next day so do that then you can say I fasted because you did for 16 hours all right that's fine say I fasted for 16 hours and then the next week you do one for 18 hours next week you do one for 20 hours and then after a month you could do a whole day fast and during that whole day fast you lose two pounds and you use that for the net for your new health regimen now you're someone who fasted because you started with something small and you can look back on these memories guess what now you are someone who fasts now you are someone who's getting in shape so create experiences for yourself that you can win, that you can conquer, that you can look back on, take on as your identity. And then when you become the kind of person who does these things, then those things can happen. Another way to help you not give up is to stay focused. It happens to all of us. It happens to me. You're working on one thing, and you see someone doing something else, and you say, I should do that. It happens to everyone. Social media is the ultimate culprit. And one of the reasons one of the things I contribute to my success at saxophone and other things early on is I didn't have a phone or I didn't have social media I wasn't scrolling to see what other people were doing because who knows maybe when I was in those practice rooms practicing for hours and hours on my one thing that I wanted to do maybe I would have seen a video of a friend of mine doing something else I thought oh I should be doing that I should do that. He's getting success over there, so I should do that and do his thing. You know, stop doing the thing that I'm doing and do his thing. So then I'm number two at him, you know, not number one at me. And that's the thing. We got to think, what is my thing? What do I want to do? And do that. Put 100% into that. Because whenever you start looking at other people and you, you know, you're building a business in one area, so you said, all right, I'm, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to build a brand. I'm going to build a golf brand. You start an Instagram account for a golf brand. You're working hard for two months, and then you see a hunting account that's taking off. They just started two weeks ago. They've got more followers than you. And then you start a hunting account. So your golf brand sits there, and you start a hunting account. And then two months go by, you less followers than your golf brand. That hunting account is huge but you're struggling now because you're not really a hunter. And then you see this guy doing a fatherhood account. They've got a huge following. I think, man, I, I'm four months behind now, but if I started a follower, a fatherhood account, I'd be good to go. So then you start a fatherhood account, but you're not really passionate about helping other fathers. And then, you know, a year goes by and you think, man, I should have just stuck with that golf account. Because I like golfing. I love golfing. I'd love to help people golf better. That that happens. You know, you, you stop doing your thing because you get distracted, because other people get successful. And you'd rather be, you don't realize this, but you'd rather be number two at that person than number one at you 
or someone tries to sell you something to get you to do something else, which can also happen. You could be doing one thing and someone says, hey, this works if you pay for it and you do that one thing that stopped you from doing your thing and now you're doing two things or three things that don't work and that happens you just get distracted okay you go in multiple directions stay focused think who am I what am I passionate about what do I want to do and then stick with that one thing until you've put time in until you've committed to it until you've invested in it and if you haven't started your one thing it's okay to buy into things it's okay to invest in things it's okay to start something I'm not against people selling things at all I sell things I like to sell people things that change their life I'm happy about that you know through rising father I connect people with coaches and programs that change their life and yeah I'm very happy connecting those two things together I'd much rather do that than you know be selling be on some infomercial selling you know cookware or the latest ab thing if you want to grow any type of business you have to be okay selling so don't get distracted with little things you see with people making fast progress it happens to all of us it's going to happen to you keep your head down think what am I passionate about what makes me feel good what's gonna make me keep coming back and then dive into that so when you decide to start something big that's step one that's the big moment that's the biggest hurdle deciding that you're someone who is going to start something big if you got to that point congrats that's excellent then the journey begins that's when you're attacked by all kind of doubt by negative thoughts by even friends and family throwing things your way giving you more doubt when you've made the decision to begin that's when you've got to put your armor on okay and have laser vision and say this is what I want to do I am going to be focused I'm gonna seek guidance I'm going to get my family on board I'm gonna make a schedule I'm going to experience doubt you're going just expect that and then you might have a higher likelihood of not quitting once you start of following the thing through no matter what it is whether it's building a business or losing weight or improving your relationships whatever it is know that after you begin you will be tested people will try to tear you down the worst person that's going to try to tear you down is your own head expect it and then be at peace with it if you try to fight it really really hard you're punishing yourself twice don't be upset when you have these feelings you have to just accept it because if you're upset that you're getting upset you're hitting yourself twice in the head get upset it's okay you see this person just started a month ago they're already past you feel that feeling feel the jealousy feel the anger at yourself and then let it pass because it's going to happen but if you can get used to dealing with these things that are going to happen to you then you've dealt with the worst of it then you know that when it comes again 
you can deal with it.